We welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris show. We welcome in our official attorney, Lisa Lanier, to this program. It's this time again for Lawyer Up. Some really good stories today. Lisa, hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Well, doing very well. And always great to hear from you. And I, I have to say, I was just perusing these stories, and they're all quite fascinating today. The first is a lawsuit from a woman's family in Phoenix, Arizona. She's a 911 operator. And she had been out sick with COVID, coronavirus, for a couple of weeks. When she came back, they were short-staffed, and she had run out of all her sick leave and all of her vacation leave time. So they demanded she work a double shift, which is a 16-hour shift, even though she said, I'm not feeling well. Her name is Pamela Cooper. She's 49 years old. Well, after working the 16-hour shift, saying, I don't feel well, I want to go home, and they made her stay she died. Now, I see Biggie perking up over here. Okay. <laughs> the parallels are, are eerie. They're, they're, it's an ominous parallel from something that happened in this studio. Does Lisa know all the nasty details? This is back in August. Uh, our friend Biggie had what's called an abscess in his rectal region. This is the first one. This was the first one. <laughs> abscess A. Oh, yeah. This is abscess A. And he was in here, and he had an appointment at like 11 a.m. right after the show ends to go to the doctor and he said, as the show went on, and Chris Tim didn't witness this, but he said to Dave and myself, this is getting worse and worse, and I feel like it's about to explode. Didn't Writhing his, in pain. Didn't right? his temperature go up? Spiking, 103, 104. And he was laying on a bench, profusely sweating, and I put a microphone position just in front of his face. Now so talk. he continued to work. <laughs> Be funny, fatty. <laughs> and uh, he said at about, this show was ending at 10 a.m., and he said at about 9.40, is there any way we could leave 15 minutes early? And I said, and Dave will be witness, that's not who we are. <laughs> that's not how we do it here. That's not what that's we do. That's how we got to where we are. So, that's Kelly, right. where do your sympathies lie with this dead 911 operator? Throw it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miss Trial. <laughs> Throw it out. Miss Trial. No way. Mm-hmm. No, she says uh, she worked or the family says she worked 16 hours, but she said, I'm sick. I don't feel well. I've got she worked herself to death. She literally worked herself to death. And yep. they're saying they overworked. They're suing for $35 million. What do you think about this, Lisa Lanier? Uh, does the family have a case? It's a tough case. And uh, because of workers' compensation laws and that sort of thing. But working oneself to death is a thing, and it can certainly happen. And people are starting to, you know, medical institutions are starting to study it more and more. It happens so frequently in some cultures, like in Japan, for example, it's so common for people to work themselves to death that they have a name for it. It's called Karoshi. Mm-hmm. Karoshi. So you you almost Karoshi Biggie, apparently. I but, did. Uh, mm-hmm. In this country, it's called Biggie-shi. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's really the only way Biggie would die not, it, working. It, yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen on a regular day. I can no. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the I problem, sure The I, problem is that in most states, like Arizona, as in most states, Workers' compensation is your exclusive remedy if your death or injury is caused by your job. Mm -hmm. And the only way around that in Arizona is to show that the employer did something knowingly and purposefully with the direct objective of injuring you, which is is basically they have to try to kill you. You know, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's it's a very, very high standard. The other problem she has 
<laughs> Excuse it, me, Biggie's staring at me. He's checking yeah. two out of the three boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here in my head going, well, yeah, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, ticking yeah. them off one by one. Some say but I tried to I kill bet him. you couldn't prove that he tried to kill you. <laughs> yeah, prove it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He said, I think I'm going to die. Can I leave? I said, absolutely not. No. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Really, the show wasn't even that Is good. Is that intent? That I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't that good. No. It was no We had to play a pyramid or something. Where are you going to go? Your appointment's not yeah. till 11. Right. And everybody got a doctor called and said, get out right now. <laughs> go to the ER. <laughs> should I have heard those voices? We'll never know. We'll never know how it should have gone. No. So, but you think she's going to have a tough time or their family's going to have a tough time with this then, Lisa? She's going to, yeah, her family's going to have a tough time getting around that workers' compensation exclusivity rule. The other issue is that she died from complications of the coronavirus. And, you know, some people have really, really bad long-term consequences, heart damage, lung damage. And if she was one of those people, she's going to have a hard time showing that the work, mm-hmm. the job, or having to work that double was the cause when the cause apparently was complications from COVID. Uh, yes. Good point. Yes. Good was point. there no exceptions or exclusions from COVID and sick days, taking sick days, and then not um, counting against you quite as much when you've had a severe case yeah of they it. said she was out I and mean, she was out of all her days so they, they said you have to work you the have government to work didn't make hours. any sort of i think she had i think she had accumulated a lot of used leave not just because of corona she was out with corona for six weeks mm. but she also cared for her elderly mother and mm. i think maybe had been out with her as well Man. lordy my goodness poor thing well <sighs> i wish Bad. the family luck but I think Biggie can put his pen down. We're not going <laughs> to. That's just not happening right. in this situation. The next, yeah, they're going to correct you. Uh-huh. Another one here. A guy in Bergen County, New Jersey, has filed a lawsuit against a prank company based out of New York, alleging they mailed him over an 18-month period a chocolate penis, a glitter bomb, and several other obscene packages meant to shock and offend him. The place is called Ruin Days, and they say... We will ruin the day of a person you don't like by sending them imitation feces, bags of dirt, annoying pranks to unsuspecting recipients to ruin their day. God, I wish I'd have thought of this idea. Right. It's a 21st century whoopee cushion. Exactly what it is. (laughs) That's right. What a genius. Well, this guy, Nick Coretta, uh, who lives in uh, Oakland, New Jersey, says that he started getting these things. And in May of 2019, that chocolate penis was sent to his office along with a package designed to disguise the true nature of its content. So when he opened it in front of coworkers, he was... (laughs) 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 Oh, look, it's just what you wanted. Somebody. I'm happy for you. Happy birthday (laughs) to (laughs) And that was in 2019. Then a year later... He got a spring-loaded glitter bomb at the same, and he again it blew up in his face, and he said, "I'm hit." My God, <laughs> enough, I'm enough. Sick, I'm sick of it. Um, enough of it. On November 27th last year, Coretta received a package addressed to the fat midget that contained. <laughs> it's in politics. <laughs> More imitation feces. Slightly funny though. By golly, Lisa. <laughs> What is this man to do? He's suing the company that sells these things. But isn't somebody sending these things to him? What's going on here? Right. It's anonymous. And, you know, this is not really all that new. There's been a company. We've talked about it, I think, on the air before. There's been a company around for years that anonymously sends gummy penises to mm-hmm. folks if you want to. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's like um, bagofdees.com or something. Oh, yeah, you know? and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's remember right. Remember that? Right. That's yep. right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, 
And the point is, you know, it, it's not really necessarily to send it to your buddy. I mean, the point is to send it to somebody that has angered you, you know, mm-hmm. or That's that right. you don't like. That's right. Yeah. And um, and so Ruined Days has just kind of taken this to a whole other level by adding all these other things besides gummy penises. And basically the, the sending of a prank anonymously in an isolated way, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You can prank someone as long as it's not dangerous or, you know, explosive or anything. But where they cross the line potentially is these glitter bombs actually have a history of causing injuries. There have been several lawsuits where people have had eye injuries and things from these, you know, if they didn't know and they were holding it too close to their face or whatever, because it's a surprise. Mm -hmm. And these glitter bombs are often sent not just by these prank companies, but by other companies for fun, you know, celebrating your birthday, whatever. That's right. So if you have an actual injury from it, then he he can sue. And then the other exception is here where they've, it's gone to the level of harassment. Mm-hmm. He then has a cause of action. Most states now have some form of harassment on the books where if you do anything repeatedly that's an invasion, like um, it can be email, phone calls, text messages, even packages. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's been held to be harassment. So I think they've crossed that line here where they've just gone on and on and on. So I do think that potentially, and the company is protecting the anonymity of the sender, so I think one of the things he's probably seeking in the lawsuit is to find out who this is. Who's the guy? Him all probably a guy standing yeah. right next to him yeah, in his, his office. Yeah, his, his, his booth mate. Neighbor. Yeah, yeah, right. Who knows? The lawsuit says Coretta was shocked, frightened, and offended that the package of chocolate imitation feces came in contact with his body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you are at the same time getting a treat. I mean, you can't you eat are, it. You are. It's chocolate yeah. feces. You it can is eat a it. treat. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I couldn't help but notice, but but as Lisa was, was going through her her reading of the story i went to ruindays.com yeah. and the merchandise is endless it's fabulous the, there are yeah. shirts that can say you can get a shirt printed that says hi my name is blank mm-hmm. and i'm a piece of blank mm-hmm. yeah. and right. it has a little poo emoji right yeah, yeah yeah. there's a book called how not to be a c-word mm-hmm. <laughs> i know i'm buying that for there's a spring-loaded jizz bomb there's artificial testicles called the grow a pair <laughs> and there's what seems to be a sil- uh, gold-plated phallus mm. for the dickhead trophy of the year. <laughs> oh, let's get one and do that every year. I give mean, it away every year to somebody. Endless. endless. Oh, my. Well, to me, though, it's not the company he should be suing. It's the guy. You know, it's the it's the guy who's sending it. And they, I think, need to keep it anonymous because that's what they are supposed yeah. to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it's I don't know that he's got a real case here unless he gets injured. The guy sending it. the stuff is committed, isn't that, he? That's the, well, he is. That costs money. Yeah, and I think he'll, that's who, he'll, he'll go into discovery in this lawsuit, and he'll be able to ask them who the sender was. And if he finds that out, that's probably who he's really after here. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, Interesting story here as well. In Arizona, the Arizona Supreme Court has ruled on this. A man is suing Costco for a health privacy breach. He gave uh, he gave permission for his ex-wife, who he was trying to get back together with, to pick up a prescription for him at Costco. Uh, The guy's in his mid 50s. Well, the prescription was for erectile dysfunction pills. And he was he had given her permission to pick it up. Well, the pharmacist looked at the woman who was picking him up and started a little joke. They had a little giggle here over what these pills were about. Mm. And so the question mm-hmm, was like, oh, ooh, you know, somebody having trouble getting it up, you know, something like that. So one look at you, I can see why. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> It's for my ex-husband. <laughs> so he says that once he tried to reconcile with the ex-wife, after the pharmacy made a few jokes, that failed. And he says that is a breach of his HIPAA rights by telling the woman what he what she was picking up. Lisa, is he going to win this case? I mean, he did 
authorize her to pick up the medicine, right? So she'd see what it's for, correct? Well, there, there's one little caveat about the story. is It was not a Viagra prescription that he was authorizing her to pick up. It was some other medically related, like blood pressure or oh, something. Oh, I see. He had actually... He had actually canceled the Viagra prescription. His doctor had given him some free samples of Viagra and then apparently called in a prescription and the guy didn't realize it. He didn't want it. And he kept trying to cancel it. Mm -hmm. And he called over and over saying, I don't want it. I'm trying to cancel it. Mm -hmm. And the pharmacist kept yeah, I'm trying to fill it anyway. So the ex-wife comes in Come to on, get, bro. say, the blood pressure medicine, <laughs> and the pharmacist starts joking with her about, "Hey, what about that Viagra?" <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know he needs it, and you know he wants yeah. it. Oh my god! I'll slip it in the back yeah. for you. Just wink. Yeah. So, <laughs> the pushy yeah, he, pharmacist. He didn't want her to know about it. He didn't want it. He didn't want her to know about it. Of course, it. Yeah. Really blew it up. ruined it for yeah. him. I don't want it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you know you want it. Yeah, exactly. What? what? Pharmacist really, get a, I don't. Man, that's just not right. Does this pharmacist get a kickback on every Viagra that is, that's pill that's what he sells? That's the guy says. That's exactly what the guy here says. He says, I think this pharmacist is getting such a kickback mm-hmm. from selling Viagra that he doesn't want to cancel it. Mm-hmm. So the, the lawsuit has gone all up and down. It's been dismissed once, and now it's been reinstated because HIPAA does not create an individual cause of action. It's just a, it's like a government penalty for a violation and the money doesn't go to the individual, except in states. Some states have causes of action like this is what has happened here. Mm-hmm. Arizona Supreme Court has said, you know what, HIPAA does. Um, this is a public policy violation that creates a state law cause of action. So that's what's caused his case to be reinstated. But again, the standard is high and he's going to have to show because they have immunity laws that protect pharmacists and medical providers, it's very hard to prove mm-hmm. anything like this in Arizona. So he's going to have to prove that the pharmacist acted in bad faith when telling the woman. But I think if you reveal something embarrassing like this to someone's ex, that's probably bad faith. But uh, yeah, standard. especially since that was not the medication that he wanted to have mm-hmm. picked up anyway. It was a blood pressure thing that he right. wanted, right? Let me ask you this then. I don't know if you realize this. I do radio and television commercials for an erectile dysfunction product. This is a uh, procedure that rids a man of erectile dysfunction, makes you feel younger in the bedroom. I was playing pickleball one week ago, and a gentleman I hadn't seen in a while, in front of about 30 men, said, how's your erectile dysfunction? And I hollered out, HIPAA! 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 (laughs) Does Kelly have a case? HIPAA! Do you think I could sue this guy who came out there on the course? Because then every single pickleball player laid down and began beating on the ground. They were laughing so hard. Hilarious! (laughs) I think that's just good comedy. Listen, when that guy left, he left before I did. They all like gave him a round of applause and thank you. That made my weekend and this whole thing, you know. But I was hollering, HIPAA! HIPAA! Do I have a case in here because he brought it up in public? Not unless he was your doctor or someone that you know, healthcare provider for you. Now, not even close to that. I think he did insurance, TV watch, yeah. he, nothing. He's saying <laughs> yeah, you did put it out there. All right, fair enough. I put it out there exactly. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, not it. But, yeah, no, well, not yet. We haven't done it. There's a third TV commercial. <laughs> where's that going? Where's that going to run? <laughs> In the works, they say. On the internet. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe you can shoot the third one at your pickleball place. Maybe. I- <laughs> <laughs> when you start playing this game, yeah, you may not be able to get hard. <laughs> Need a little more uh, power in your serve. <laughs> Learning a new sport is hard, but I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. I thought that's okay. That's great. Unless you disconnected. A little more power in your pickle. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. The ball's not lofting as much as they used to. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Chris Kelly. Pickleball is not quite like tennis anymore. You know what else is not quite like it used to be? Down there.